welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. My name is Chris Heine, and on this week's podcast, it's actually the final installment of our 2015 Iceland Diaries. So um, Jenny, Lindsay, and myself have been out on the road for about a week now, sleeping in a van. It's a lot of fun, and um, again, this is the last one, so thanks for listening. I've eaten so many cheese sticks today. I can feel them sitting in my intestines. <laughs> and with that, I shall start today's lecture. <laughs> today is probably Monday. I think it's the 10th. I've lost track of all time, and I'm not really sure where we are anymore. I feel like this is my last note to civilization. <laughs> so... Uh, we've since we have lost track of time, we actually forgot to record a podcast yesterday, and so I'll recount the day's uh, luxurious moments. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Starting yesterday. Starting yesterday, and yesterday was actually a day full of leisure and luxury, for the most part. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember it? Mm-hmm. I remember. I it. do. We woke up and we. <laughs> We went in, we had a, an espresso at the lovely restaurant across from our camping space. Uh, we had spent all night with our heads tipped toward the ground on uneven ground, so my head was inflated like a beach ball <laughs> when, I, when I woke up. Not to mention both my arms were asleep. <laughs> I, I don't blame you, Chris, for your parking job. I think you did your best. However, being wrapped up in a worm cocoon, I think, does its, its damage after many days. And so, upon receiving my espresso, I reinflated just a, a tiny bit. Um, and all of us, I think, felt a little a little crusty in the morning, mm-hmm. yesterday morning. Yeah. Well, our campground did not have any shower facilities or anything like that, so we were off to a crusty start. A crusty start. And I think that kind of happens when you go camping sometimes. I feel like crust is just part of the experience. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So, as we pulled out of our parking space, and, and as we as we listened to the howling wind here <laughs> today, <laughs> we we realized that the West Fjords are filled with icy gales that rip through Jenny's tent. <laughs> And <laughs> give her a severe windburn. <laughs> All of us right now it's have true. skin like a birch tree, just <laughs> chipping away, flying flying around like confetti in the wind. Oh, I'm crying, laughing. <laughs> so, because we were so parched and disgusting yesterday, we had to go and treat ourselves. And upon driving for a mere one minute, one, one minute, minute yeah. We saw a dilapidated pool on the side of the road with a beautiful view. And we thought to ourselves, no one will know if we go take a dip in this ancient pool. Surely there cannot be a soul that lives here. (laughs) And so so we parked our van and we pranced out and I slowly walked towards a sandy beach where there are a couple sheep just sitting in the mud because that's the kind of place that we were at. And I turned the corner, and there was a one-million-year-old lady smoking a cigarette. And drinking a beer. And right underneath a no-smoking sign. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, hello. And then I pretended like I wasn't looking 
to go and take a bath at the pool. <laughs> and, then, and then looked at the muddy mud pit for a second, as if I was studying it gently with my eyes, taking it all in, and then turned around, and then I was like, oh. And then you guys came up behind me, and you were like, oh, an old woman. <laughs> and I think I think I remember you quite a surprise. loudly saying, we could take a bath here. No one would ever know. Look at this place. And then we were like, uh. So... I went in and I asked her if, if it was uh, a pool we could actually swim in and what the cost was. And she pointed at the sign and in her broken English, which was actually quite charming, and through puffs of cigarette smoke, she goes, 500! And I went, oh, okay. And then we looked and scrounged around in our pockets because for whatever reason, um, I don't know why, but I think I was ill-prepared with the money situation here. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, for whatever reason, thought that we could just use credit cards every single well, place. Well, you can use credit cards every single place except camping-type places. And yes. I did not think Which, about that. Because they just want cash. Yeah. Yeah. Which Iceland, in general, is like a pure credit country, except when you just pull off the road and want to camp in someone's yard. Yeah. And they want Yeah, just want to take a dip in a pool that looks abandoned, but then it's actually somebody's pool. Yes. Yeah. So we looked around in our pockets and we happened to scrounge up about 500 krona apiece. And then we gra- we gathered our stuff, went in there, and it was actually, like, super clean, really mm-hmm. nice. Like, the, the dressing rooms were fantastic. There were just little tiny ones with, like, a little bathroom to the side and a couple showers. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? It was the best shower of your life? It was the best shower I've had in weeks. It was <laughs> awesome. It was so nice and so warm. And the entire pool, so there was a small, like, hot tub-like rock pool that was right against the ocean, and then another giant, giant pool that was all steaming and warm and wonderful, um, with a hot dog floaty. A giant hot dog floating in the middle of it. It was a pool pool toy, not just a hot dog, not just, like, somebody threw a hot dog in there. But... It's true. Um, We looked at the sign that was near the pool and realized that this pool had been around since, like, the turn of the century. And everybody in the entire village had done their swimming lessons there. And so it was really amazing. We stayed there for at least an hour and a half um, in the tiny little rock pool that was really slippery with a bunch of algae. Um, But we've gotten used to, to slipping around on some algae in our travels here. And it's absolutely amazing. Since the water is warm... You're just sitting there, and it's like bath water. And they've got a little drain that drains out to the sea, and right behind you is like a beach that maybe for, I don't know, 30, 40 feet, it's just a big sandbar. You can see like the rivulets of water coming out of the hot tub rock pool thing and kind of going down the side and down the beach to meet the ocean. And so it's absolutely an incredible view from there. And we sat there for a very long time and had it entirely to ourselves. Um, and the woman retreated inside and watched some Icelandic TV I could hear in there. Every now and again, she'd come out and smoke another cigarette, you know. Um, and I was One time I jumped on the hot dog. Yeah, you did jump on the hot dog. And then Jenny screamed, and then she, like, ran out because I think she thought you got hurt. And then oh, she, no, like, no. saw that... That you weren't riding a hot that dog. That I was riding a hot dog, <laughs> and then she went back inside. She did. And then she's probably like, oh, good. And then she went back in there. But yes. she was super awesome. She was the best. And um, I had an amazing time just soaking in there. 
So now I'm fantasizing about it because now I'm cold. Yeah, now we're cold and Sitting no in showers to be seen. No, I think they locked the door to the shower in this campground. <laughs> <laughs> I went over there and I jostled it and I thought for a second maybe it was somebody's house. And then I realized there was water all over the inside of it. And I was like, whoever lives in here is a filthy pig. <laughs> so I think it's just the showers. But um, we had our, our good time there and then set off after a nice soak in the, in the uh, pool to um back in the van <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say we didn't go anywhere we sat in the van and made weird food we did okay so as you guys know we had these great two full weeks with a bunch of amazing people for the iceland residency program and then at the end of it we had all sorts of strange leftovers mm-hmm. we had like some weird spaghetti noodles i had a can of beans for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> we had some lunch meat that I'm not even really sure like how good it is for how long. Uh, and a ton of my favorite thing that is here in this country and it's called Mexicooster. And I probably mentioned it because it's the best. It's like a it's like a round soft cheese with some spices on spices it. on it. And so we've been eating these random remnants for a long time, but I think we did was it the first time you made a grilled sandwich? Not ever. I think- but didn't like, we make s- oh no, what did yeah, we make? Yeah, it was the first time we made a grilled remember. sandwich in the Oh, van. we had hot dogs. Oh, we did. That's yeah. right. I had some weird veggie dogs, and Jenny had a real live hot dog, and then Chris, like, was looking at his weird p- bologna or whatever he was having, and he sizzled it up in a pan. It's probably the best way to do it to it kill was like the a botulism. Ham and sandwich, yeah, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Just cook that botulism right out of there, and then, uh, and then after that, uh, we. Um, started driving again. So in the West Fjords, it's a it's a pretty, I don't know, I kind of mentioned, it's sort of moody, lonely, um, but just incredible vistas where you can see for miles and miles. like Or not. Or or not when a cloud <laughs> descends upon you and you're stuck in the yeah, white nothing. Yeah, there's a nothing. lot of clouds. So it's moody because clouds hang low in the West Fjords. Or at least they have been right now. Yeah. Right, you right. know, but... Um, we stopped and actually rounded a bend where we saw the huge, huge hulking mass of a of an old Norwegian boat called Garther, which I am fond of that name, um, that had been uh, run ashore in, in, I think, 1984 or something like that, but it had been built like around 1920, 1921, or 1912, who knows. And it was um, actually really well kept. It was funny. The closer you got, the more you realized that people in the city or around the town must have painted it every now and again to keep it from rusting further but it's massive and it sits there with its like giant red hull and kind of rusting hinges and you know the masts are intact and it's just really cool looking and through some of the rusting holes you can see remnants of whatever used to be in there and so we sat there for a moment and then went on our way and um that's where I lost consciousness (laughs) <laughs> Every now and again, with the lulling, sweet, sweet hum of the road and the bumpy, jaggedy, rocky, whatever, I'm lulled into a deep sleep, and so I don't know what happened between there and the time that we woke up at a really great, cute museum. I think it was the Olaf Sonar Museum, and uh, we went in, and we saw that they had an amazing, cute museum there, but instead of going to the museum, we got a cappuccino and, and noticed they had Wi-Fi and then checked our phones like some horrible people that we are. <laughs> so <laughs> it was so sad. But I got a great a great cappuccino there. And then um, got back on the road and drove through another cloud. 
We did. We've that's been a theme, I think, for just this driving through clouds. Just so many yeah. clouds. It's interesting. Like we we swirl around through the entire fjords, but every single time it'll like dip down to the ocean and then go straight back up the mountain. Totally so, way back up in there, like so like so far into a cloud that you can't see in front of you or to the sides of you. And Chris has a good time pretending like he's going to go drive off a cliff, which I think is also <laughs> his favorite thing to try and do. Drive off a cliff? Yeah. Don't you know what I mean? He makes us all yell all sorts of things so that he doesn't drive off a cliff. Every chance he gets, he reads an Icelandic word and we have to repeat it to him so that he doesn't drive off a cliff. There's a lot of cliffs, so you got to be careful. Yeah, I know. So um, as we were driving through this cloud, we were actually on our way to um, one of the places that we had visited when Chris and Francesca and I had gone a couple years ago, and it was it's called Latrebjarg, and it's a huge, like, several hundred foot cliff that is just teeming with bird life. And we sort of described it maybe last year, the year before. Was it last year? Must have been the year before as this um, apartment complex for birds. So every tier has a different type of bird on it. So puffins have their own, and the terns have their own, and then a bunch of gulls or whatever those things are. Each one has, like, their own little Mm -hmm. thing. But as we got to it, we were still in the cloud, and we pulled over, and the winds were howling, howling so bad, in fact, that we got out and our faces hurt. And we Mm -hmm. kind of trekked up there because we had made this giant long, long, like, journey to get there. And as Chris stood on the edge of a precipice trying to take photos of some puffins, Jenny and I ran up the rock steps, mm-hmm. and it was, like, slightly misting. But because the wind was whipping so hard, we were getting hit in the face with tons of, like, little tiny pin-pricky little, like, rain particles. And then as we got to the very top, and I was like, Jenny, come look, here's where all the birds are. I stood on the other side of the cliff, right in the way of the wind and all the stench from the bird poop came up and sucked into my nostrils. <laughs> and then I think like 14 birds took a poop at the same time, which also <laughs> splattered all over my face. It's true. It was so sad. And then I went, mm, and then I turned around and then I was like, I think I'm going to get back in the car now. Yeah. So after eating all the bird poop I could muster, we, <laughs> we returned. But not, and not before Chris had gotten some really good pictures of some puffins yeah and it was it was really really windy but the puffins somehow stay on that cliff like they were walking around and it was so windy i'm usually like right up on the edge of cliffs and things like that but this was so windy that it felt like like with just a little bit more of a gust it could at least it It could at least knock a person over um and, like, when you were walking, it would, like, if you were walking with the wind, it would, like, really make you speed. You'd almost, like, tumble forward because it would, like, just, like, carry you with it. They had yeah. a spray-painted line along the side of the cliff that was maybe about three feet away from it. But that still felt, like, way too close. It did. Well, the the main cliff part is, like, a giant C-shape that I don't know how tall it is, like, 200 feet off the ocean. I and think even I, it might be 400 is it's the number. Really, it's hard to tell because yeah. the waves all look the same. You know, yeah. yeah. How close I think I remember the figure four hundred, but I don't. I'm not positive. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's funny, and all the birds, even the birds that were in there trying to fly, looked like they were out of control. Like they they <laughs> couldn't figure out. Like most of the time, you'll see it. a bird sort of like float in the same space, and it can't move forward, but it's just hovering. These seem like they're radically flying and like flipping around, flipping and like dropping and trying to get back up. And 
they seemed like they were having a hard time because it was so windy. Yeah, it was actually kind of funny to watch them. I yeah. felt felt sort of bad for sitting there and watching them do that, but um, it was really interesting, you know. And I was just like, ooh, ah, ooh, you know, because they would get real close to the mm-hmm. cliffs. But they seemed to be somewhat in control of the craziness. Yeah. So we stopped there for a little bit, got back in the car, and actually. As we got back in the car, we realized how windburnt we really were. And so our faces are a little bit red today um, and yesterday. But it was painful. I have never felt like that. But, you know, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about how Bear Grylls, after one season of being out in the wilderness, looks like he's, like, one million years old. It's probably from the elements. Probably. It'll probably do that to you. Yeah, I was feeling pretty haggard yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we... Uh, ended up, like, driving back through that crazy fog all the way up a cliff, all the way back down. And then as we descended out of a cloud, all of a sudden it looked like a tropical ocean was in front of us. Everything was, like, a teal blue, crystal clear. The cloud was floating just, like... It's one of the only places in Iceland with, like, kind of white sandy beaches. Yeah, it was, like, a, it was like yellow. Yellowy, yeah. But not black. Everywhere else is just black yeah. rock sand. And mm-hmm. it it was amazing. I mean, it, you could you could just see like through the water because it was so clear but being in the sunny part was such a drastic change i think we had been stuck in like the fog for so long you know um but we ended up pulling into patrick's fjorder like just as it started to get dark and patrick's fjorder is a little tiny like town um kind of smack dab in the middle of the the west fjords and uh it is really a cute town you know i don't know how many people are there 700 800 people i have no idea um small it's small and uh we pulled in and saw one of our favorite places the bestie bitten (laughs) which is like a little tiny half gas station half like greasy spoon type thing um with a limited fun menu of burgers pizza i I saw a pulled pork sandwich Mm -hmm. um and a bucket of fries which jenny got and uh the the people that run it um or what who we assume run it because we saw them there a year ago or so or two years ago are just characters you know it must be a couple or siblings i can't really tell but there's a um a man who's probably 50 55 60 i don't know i don't know i would say younger but i don't know he's quiet he just stands at the counter very very gruff looking guy but um he took our order and we ordered a, a cheese pizza and a one million fries. That's true. It's <laughs> yeah. true. The man, the man is really funny. He's like sort of perfectly round, and his face comes out of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is great. I yeah, drew a small was. picture of him. He, he has like a tiny um, apron on, which mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. So that's. <laughs> That was a, a nice stop, though, in the midst of everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we said our goodbyes to the Bestie Bitten, and then we drove all the way to Takna Fyodor, which we've been talking about for a very long time, and sat down and played some games. So that kind of ended our night that night. I feel like Takna Fyodor had something else in it, but I, I don't remember. No, not really. We just drove into Takna Fyodor and stopped at this campsite um, that was next to a pool, and that's it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I think that's we all. forgot to record the podcast. That's what it was. We, we, we were so confused. We played a we game. Played pandemic. We played Pandemic. We played Netrunner. We played... That's it. Those two. <laughs> that and was then, it. And like a pilot... But then we like were a... really tired, but it was really early, and we're like, why does it feel like... 
Like we're forgetting something. Yeah, we're forgetting something. Whatever, let's go to bed. And then we just went to bed. And then it was super windy all night long. And I stayed up until probably 4 o'clock. And I think Jenny did too. Yeah. It was was so windy that my tent was lifting off the top of the car and pulling the car with it. (laughs) (laughs) And every time it would do that, Chris would get up and he'd go, God! And then he'd Hulk smash the inside of the car and wake me up. It was really sad. Really sad. It is really Anyway, sad. so we were, we ended on a good note. Oh, oh, and then we forgot to, to mention that a huge camper that was 40 million feet long pulled up and then like a billion children came out of it on their dirt bikes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at like, at like 11 o'clock. <laughs> like 11. And they were bicycling in like 1 million mile per hour wind just like flying around and then one of the kids ran by with a head injury it was really sad and also funny and we were like what if somebody control their children trying to sleep in this van come on so we woke up and then uh continued our journey again like i feel like we were feeling pretty rough this morning they had a good shower at this place so i was feeling okay yeah it, yeah after i shaved that, it was for pretty. the first time since a long time yeah, you're looking pretty, pretty beardy. And then uh, Jenny and I found free coffee in the gymnasium. It was like abandoned coffee with like a juice box full of milk next to it. And we were like, this seems normal. Yeah. <laughs> so we sat on some folding chairs by ourselves. And in the, the folding chairs were like six feet apart from each other. And so we yelled across with our coffee. And then we were like, this is really awkward. And so we drank it anyway because it was warm. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, at, at least it was warm. If it was cold coffee and it was just abandoned like that, I probably wouldn't have drank it. But it was warm coffee. It was warm. And so (laughs) we Meanwhile, I thought you guys were just picking up a coffee. So I sat in the driver's seat of the van (laughs) for like 45 (laughs) minutes waiting. We were having a long conversation about what needs to happen when we get back home. Yeah, it was really nice. And we were like, more coffee? Sounds good. And then <laughs> we, we got back. Yeah, poor. I'm like, oh, we, oh, maybe we should go back and see. Say hi, Chris. But then it was 11 by the time we got back in the car somehow, um, and we got on the road again. And instantly, the fog descended upon us. Instantly, a cloud just pressed down and smashed our car into the ground. And then we were like, what is up with this? But. I mean, one thing about being in the fog, I think, is, like, you can't really fall asleep because you're on edge. So, we've mentioned this before at some point. I don't know if it was this in this podcast or if it was wherever. In a previous Iceland diary. Yeah, but when the fog comes down, you're usually on a cliff, and you're usually not really sure who's in front of you or behind you or how deep or how like steep the cliff is or how many feet you would fall to your doom on one side but the roads are also only about one car wide so as you're driving through here you are white knuckling your seat or the whatever the handholdy bar is or the driver's wheel <laughs> what's it called <laughs> the driving wheel <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, you know, and you're like, when is this going to end? And you're never really sure. And you're never really sure if you're going to go up or down either. I don't know. I've been doing it for so many years that I I feel like you are way more worried than I am. The thing is... I just drive around and then Lindsay goes, ma! Ma! And then she almost falls asleep and then wakes up when another car is coming and then goes, oh no, oh no, oh no! 
Yeah, well, okay, so, I mean, I'm on the edge of this giant van, and I can see the Cliff of Doom to one side, and Chris almost clips all of, like, the, <laughs> like, the, the reflecty things. Markers, yeah. yeah. Which, just to be clear, there's no shoulder at all. There's no one to all. stop or pull over. It is, they stick the marker out of the side of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so if Chris knocks them all over as he's going, then you know that we're, like, on the edge. So I can see that from my sweet vantage point. <laughs> so... As we got in the fog, um, we came out of the fog somehow right in front of the Icelandic monster museum. Museum. I feel like it has a better name, and I'm not really. I don't sure. think it does. I think it is the Icelandic Monster Museum. Let's look and, at the shirt I bought. And sweet. restaurant. It is the Icelandic Sea Monster Museum. There you go. Sea Monster. Sea Monster Museum. So, um, I think. If I have this correct, which I don't know where my book of knowledge is, so I'm going to say the wrong word, but we'll just have to pretend like it's correct. But I think it's Arnerfjordr. Something like that. Yeah, I think it is. The The fjord. fjord. Yeah, the fjord that is right next to to Build-A-Dollar, which is where we were, so hopefully I got that right. Um, It has an incredible museum there. It has these really great, like, clips of documentaries that have been filmed from all of these local resources that I've seen or heard. Most of them are first-hand accounts. I think they're all first-hand. All Mm -hmm. first-hand? All first-hand accounts of people seeing sea monsters either in that fjord or around that area. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because I think a lot of the people are um, recounting stories from the 50s. You know, so it's a lot of older people. Um, you know, some of them are more recent, but some of them have seen them for more than just a glimpse. Some people talk about spending time near them, not like or being with them. chased or yeah, yeah, other things like that. It was actually it, the museum was very well done. It was amazing, really interesting. The entire space sort of transformed where you were at. And you forgot you were on the random side of a like on the end of a fjord. Um, the entire inside had like antique books and maps and lots old of maps. dioramas. Yeah, lots of dioramas. It was really nice. It had a lot of um, interactive things too that were really cool. They were really good. Where you would kind of use <clears throat> these this table that had these um, wheels that you would turn to kind of scroll around a map, but it was all digital and interactive. Like, yeah, and you'd use this crystal that would have a navigation arrow when you put it on the surface and. And you could find all these stories and you could find out exactly where each one of these stories came from and stuff like that. It was pretty neat. It was really cool. And Mm -hmm. the best part, though, was one of the guys that worked there. And so the man that greeted us came up and said, are you monster hunting? And then I went, uh... And I stepped in and I said, I'm always monster hunting. (laughs) That's not what you said. Yeah, and then you you ripped open your shirt and then you had a monster hunter... Uh, chest hair. Chest hair. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> One chest hair for monsters? Yeah. You're like, here it is. It's my proof. And so we are like, uh, yeah, I guess today we are. And I was like, who is this guy asking us this question? And I was like, I should have known that it was a man from the museum. But I was like, <laughs> what? And then I like looked at our clothes to see if we had accidentally put on our monster hunting gear today or something. Because <laughs> I was wondering what was happening. But... He was amazing. He, like, we had just paid for this thing, and he took us over to a map that was hanging on in the front of the cafe, and he pointed out three different monsters, and he said, this one is the, is the, what's it, the sea laddie? 
I don't remember what their name. The one was a sea horse, but not a seahorse. A mer horse, and one was a merman. Merman, and then the other one was a. It was like a serpent. There was like a pig. No, it was a pig, and then there was like the man with the little stub arms and the short crotch. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was was a a horse with a dragon tail. Those were the three that were most popular. Yeah. Most often seen. And he told us all about him, and he pointed him out on the map, and he said, okay, well, this, you know, this whole museum was created um, to showcase the stories of the people who have seen these. And so then he took us over to a little painting, which somebody had made of, of the sea laddie. I'm going to keep calling it that, even though it's not, I don't know, you know. Um, and then he opened a door, and I was like, wow, this is a big commitment for this man to walk us through this whole museum. I for real thought he was going to walk us through the whole thing, but he took us down a corridor and kind of showed us um, where we were to start and there was a massive um, sculpture of the sea laddie thing and which was like a boar, pig hairy like web-toed three-clawed like hairy beast with shells and stuff hang and seaweed in its hair yeah its body hair not its head hair but it was it was massive and it was like a huge cow shaped thing um and then we just kind of took it from there and so the whole museum was great we spent like an hour and a half floating around there um that guy was amazing he had tiny little spectacles and it and a little bun on the back of his head mm-hmm. and then just like dressed up really nicely in in some smart gear with a little lapel pin that of had, a monster yeah a monster on it and he was the best and uh i think francesca would have liked him i believe you said francesca it was her dream boat man i think it i might have said that <laughs> but it, it was the best he was the best so but he was well-versed like in an, all the he lore. He looks like an eccentric explorer from, like, the 1940s or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. a scholarly one. Yes, he yeah. had, like, a sports coat yeah, on. Yeah, like an explorer. very nice. Like he's going to go into the Egyptian tombs or something. Oh, yes. Yes, he did. So um, we had some great soup while we were there. I mean, the place was super charming. We loved it so much we bought some T-shirts. And then, we, and then he said that we could take as many photos as we want. And then I said, oh, that's so nice. And then we, we left that place and then headed on our merry way. Um, I drew a small picture of that man. I did not do him justice. But then um, as we left, um, we were headed towards Isofyodor, which is one of the places actually where we're staying tonight. Um, and on the way there, for whatever reason, as we left Build a Dollar, we went past a coast that was just littered with dead birds. Um, it was just a weird sight because we saw one and then we saw two and then we saw a lot, just all sorts of different kinds of birds. And we were trying to figure out what exactly had happened to all of them, but they had all washed up against the coast. I was actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm curious if the wind had something to do with it. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? It was like very, wind and waves. very windy in there. Yeah. So maybe they just kind of washed up, but it was a very weird thing. So we passed it. Um... And then went up into the clouds again, where Chris, uh, right before we got there, saw his dream house. Dream house number one. Was it number one? On my... If you go to my Instagram... (laughs) It will be dream house number one. Or my Flickr page, maybe. Flickr... Yeah. I posted three houses that are each in my dream house. The first one was this house, which is like a super geometric... It's like an A with a 
cube coming off of it. It is. It is like an A with a cube coming off of it. Or uh, it's just a perfect triangle with a square coming off of it. The other one was a... Emergency hut? It was an emergency hut. It's kind of like... It looks like it belongs on the moon. It's kind of like a hexagon that's bright orange. It looks like it mm-hmm. came from the early 80s. Yeah, but it looks like a space capsule from like the... It looks like a future version. It looks like a, what, you know, 2001 envisioned the future to look like or something like that. Mm-hmm. The that movie 2001. Sense. Yeah. And then, um, and then my third one is one we passed later in the fog. Oh, geez. Which is like a decrepit box. Shack. Shack. And that had like these tiny makeshift unmarked graves all around it. Not just, not just tiny and makeshift, but like bouldery rocks with, in, with a pyramid crosses. with super tall crosses on it and, and we I, drove past it in the mist and then we all pooped our pants and then I, I pulled over I, I believe haunted. I pulled over and then I backed up and then I got out and took pictures of it, it yeah well he I also haunted. pooped my pants because Chris backed up in the fog on the edge of a cliff I probably backed up today I backed up like as many miles as we drove I feel like I was backing probably. up and down those and hills. he keeps going faster <laughs> no backing up faster I know Chris I saw a speed there. limit sign that said 60 kilometers per hour and he was like i'm not going fast enough and we were all like no no no." yeah also we were in a tunnel when he said that we were in a pitch black tunnel a one-way pitch black tunnel that was six kilometers long and chris wanted to speed down it and we were and oh my god and then every time we saw headlights coming at us you guys would poop your pants and i was like i bet they'll pull over first and then i would go faster and then they did we didn't stop once in that whole tunnel. Oh, wait, no, we, we did. Had we, we had to back up. We had to back up. <laughs> and that's when you were racing backwards in a black tunnel for no reason. Jeez. Oh. Oh, I was showing that guy my... Your sweet... Backup skills. <laughs> yeah. She'd do that dance that, you know, that goes with that. So, um, <laughs> we, we passed Chris's dream house, and then we rounded another corner and got to um, Jandifoss. That's what I'm going to call oh, yeah. it. Which is a huge waterfall all the way up until then i was dozing off in the car while chris and jenny like sprite sprightly jumped out of the car and flew all around and took po- or photos and stuff all over the place and i was snoozing and oh then, yeah because we were jumping out and taking photos and we must have been like a hundred feet above jandy foss or oh, whatever we had no idea yeah we had no idea because yeah. we were You're like we oh were up on that cliff this, this but, could be a waterfall yeah, and Jandy Foss is this giant waterfall that kind of it creates a, in like a triangle kind of as it cascades down a giant wall face of a cliff. Um, and I was telling Jenny that it is a very different waterfall mood and feeling-wise than most of the waterfalls that we see in like South Island and stuff where they're more like a single ribbon that cascades off of a cliff or something or not cascades but kind of you know shoots off of a cliff like waterfalls do do. where this one is it just feels like i don't know i was saying like welcome to the west fjords things are bigger and kind of more untamed i guess Mm -hmm. Um, that makes sense i mean and, and it didn't stop there i mean after the huge like like almost football shaped um Jandy Foss, there were a ton of little other waterfalls where the water that came from It's like from half it, a football. Which half? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either half. They're Either. equal. <laughs> yeah. It's like a... It I don't is even like know. A, a taco? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. After anyway. after the giant Jandy Foss, actually to get to, to Jandy Foss or whatever you say, um, you have to pass by, I don't know. Four or five. 
four or five large waterfalls and then tons of one of the waterfalls I'm pretty sure must translate to 100 falls because it's called like Hunderfoss. Oh. Hundertfoss oh, or something like that. And I and it was just it's basically like a rapids. So when Chris says you have to pass by him, I mean they're all in a line. So you start at the bottom yeah, and you then you hike your up. way up yeah. to Jandy mm-hmm. Foss. And so um I didn't go all the way to the top. I was transfixed by a bunch of sea plants that were flying around in the <laughs> in the little tide pools there. I I totally like tide pools. It's not really a tide, but um, in the in like in the pond next to each one of these, the water is so clear, you guys. It's just so blue that you. I mean, you can see it. You can see the blue water in here, and because it's it's water falling on rocks, it never gets muddy. So you can see directly to the bottom of every single thing, and the only thing you you see that's kind of diffusing it is the froth from the, like, the bubbles, you know, coming up. And so it's just absolutely crystal clear, and you can see all the plants in the inside just kind of, you know, flinging around. Um, But I stayed there while you guys went to the top. Yep. So. And at the top, we got right up next to it and got soaking wet. We did. Did you? Oh, good. I'm glad I stayed. Yeah, we also saw under underneath the rock face that's below it is like a bright red, like Jenny's jacket red. Yes, it's so red. Mm-hmm. And it's if really you've seen Jenny's jacket from any of my photos, it's kind of pink. Hers is pink. It was not quite that. It was it was like a bright red version. It's like huh? your man Frodo bag. It's like my man Frodo bag. Jenny really likes that <laughs> name of that. It was really cool though, and I and it was really nice to stay there for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the night, too, like, since we were headed towards Isofyodor, we we kept driving and stopped in a little tiny town called Thingeri um, and found a coffee house. So every time we see a tiny little coffee sign, it's like a beacon of hope. And Jenny and I's eyes light up, and then our smiles grow big, and then Chris doesn't give a crap. Yeah. And then he drives us into the coffee house and yeah. we rejoice together. Well, it's funny because before we got to the West Fjords, you said you should just take all the coffee you can get because you're probably not going to find any in the West Fjords. <laughs> and we've been having three a day. <laughs> but they're so small. They're so small and they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. I've had so many cappuccinos and then I go right to sleep in the car. <laughs> so I don't understand. They're just brown water. It is, it's brown water, brown delicious water, and then I top it off with some Mexicooster that I've been eating out of a bag in the <laughs> back of my van. Oh, so sad. Anyway, we stopped there, and we went to a really, really cute coffee house. The whole place must have been at least 100 years old, and they had taken really good care of it. Um, the walls were lined with beadboard, and everything was uh, just uh, rustic-looking tables with iron feet on them. Somebody had hung some collage artwork that were in like old baking pans. Mm-hmm. Um, it was adorable and uh, you know it was filled with baker like bakery baked goods. Um, Chris got some food there and Jenny and I uh, read tarot cards and hung out for a second and it was just really nice. I mean it it's so different than hanging out at a coffee house at home. Like, the ones at home are, are good for their own reasons, but it was just really nice and kind of familiar, but also not familiar, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really nice. I think this is one of the first times, too, that we have just, um, like, especially when you're traveling, you want to see every single thing and you don't want to miss anything. And this is one of the first times that we have just sat down in the middle of the day and enjoyed what we're doing. Yeah. Know? It really was a nice break from just being in the car for a second. Mm-hmm. So we left um, 
Chris, of course, got his luxurious meal, and Jenny and I decided to go and take part in whatever was left in the van. And Jenny found out that the lunch meat that we had 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 started to puff. And so... <laughs> and leak. It was leaky, puffy. And rancid. And rancid. And then we thought about it for a second, and then we were like, we should get this out of the van. Because we were like, something's sticky in here. <laughs> I wonder what it is. Oh, it's the rotting lunch meat that we've been living in for <laughs> <like> <laughs> days. And we're like, it's the same lunch meat that Chris ate yesterday. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> he cooked out the botulism. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. He seared off all the bacteria and he ate it. That's why I cooked it. I didn't want to eat it raw. Yeah, people have eaten worse, I'm sure. I don't know. So, um, but so all we have left now is cheese and chocolate, which doesn't sound that bad, but we've been eating it for a really long time. Yeah. I've been really eating this for a long time. So we had grilled cheese in the car. We ate Jenny's ancient fries from the Bestie Bitten today. It's some luxurious stuff. And then we went... And drove through a really long tunnel that we told you about before to get to Isofyodor, and it was amazing. We came out of the tunnel, and we saw this little, like, um, metropolitan tiny city, uh, mm-hmm. and we went down a cliff past, like, a waterfall to get there. It was really picturesque, and you can see all the boats at the harbor. Um, it's funny. You really know that you're in a place that's a little bit bigger because there are multiple stories to some of the buildings here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we drove around for a little bit. And we had a recommendation that um, Lee Crutchley and Mira Lee Patel had told us about this really great place we could get a fresh fish right off the the docks or whatever. And we drove around looking for a red restaurant with no words on it until we found one that we thought might be it. So we're actually camped, I don't know, 100 meters away from, yeah, from what we think. Basically across the street. It's got to be it. Really? It smells good. There's a cat over there, which I like a lot. It's the first cat I've seen this whole trip. I was. I had... That's because we didn't spend any time in Reykjavik. Oh, man. Reykjavik is filled with cats. Yeah, I want some cats. So, uh, and then we looked at it for a long time, and then we actually drove down the street where um, we got uh, a little bit of time, sit-down time, at a restaurant called Ramborg. I'm not really sure if that's what it's called. I think it is. Ramborg. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. And for whatever reason, I ordered more cheese while I was there, so I <laughs> ordered some cheese sticks. And they came with, like, four Doritos and a personal-sized jam. Yeah, that's what you want with your mozzarella sticks. Is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my four Doritos, they look like they came from the bottom of the bag. The one, they weren't even triangles anymore. It was like a half a Dorito. Oh. And then I was like, what kind of jam is this? I actually did stick one of my cheese sticks in a jam, and it was fine. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I don't know. At the Lowry, we have blueberry ketchup, that which is kind good. of like jam on yeah. our jalapeno mozzarella sticks. Okay, then. All right, so they're doing it right. That is, okay, I was like, this is an so interesting I see combo. the correlation. Yeah, but I enjoyed them. Now I'm not feeling so great because I feel like I've eaten so much cheese in the last second. <laughs> <laughs> days. Sure. But it was delicious and I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I wrote a couple postcards and and then we drove our sweet van back and forth between two camping sites trying to figure out which one was better. And we ended up in the boring one. That's two hundred krona less. It's like about a dollar fifty less. <laughs> <laughs> But we thought to ourselves we're going to buy a, 
a $30 fish tomorrow or whatever it's going to cost us, that we might as well put that $1.50 towards a fish yep. rather than a campsite. Yeah. So so there. That, so that's the secret to all things. And we're already set up for the night. The tent is whipping in the wind. Actually, it's not that bad. Look at that. Now it died down now for it a died second. Down. But during for the podcast, it's been whipping. So we'll see. It's been pulling the van. It's, we're just we're flying We're 15 in. feet further to, towards the ocean than when we started the podcast because it's been lifting us up and moving us. Yes. We've squashed all the other campers with our giant <laughs> van. Our van, it's by true. the way, what does it say on the side? Don't stink and drive. And then the other side of it says, don't worry, be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like a turd every time we drive around in it. I'm like, that's not our van. Uh, and then we quick jump in there just before anybody notices how classy we are. So sad. But anyway, uh, tomorrow I'm sure will uh, lead to more cheese sandwiches, maybe possibly more coffee, and probably more adventure. So we'll see how that goes. It's our last full day in Iceland, so we're going to try and make the most of it, and then we have a piece of a day um, just on, on the last one. We'll see if anything cool happens then besides getting on a plane. I doubt it. It's going to be returning the car and getting on a plane. Okay, well, that sounds good. Uh, so I'll get one last plisser from the, from the uh, airport. Maybe, we'll see. Yeah, that's, that'll be I'm plissered out. Is it plisser or pilser? Pilser, I don't know. I, I forget. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I just eat them. I don't spell them. Okay, that's true. Well, that's about it for today, and uh, I suppose we'll talk to you soon. Today is August 11th, 2015. I am laying in a worm <laughs> sleeping bag <laughs> up to my neck. I have been using the sleeping bag for the last six days. It is quite cozy. Despite negative one million temperatures in our sad van, <laughs> I refuse to get up because <laughs> I have eaten too much food today. <laughs> and Jenny and Chris are looking over me as I <laughs> as I may pass away at any moment. <laughs> uh, Mostly because Chris has eaten a half can of beans, and so has Jenny, and we have shut the doors. <laughs> this will be my final diary entry. <laughs> I am crying a tear. Uh, so, anyway, I truly am in a sleeping bag, and I am crying a tear. But that's only because today has been a ridiculous last full day of our journeys out to the west fjords of glorious Iceland. Over the last week, we have traveled far and wide. Um, we have tasted all the cappuccinos. We have seen so many sheep with dreadlocks. We saw uh, some people with dreadlocks. And then I smelled a spicy man today. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first thing I remember from today's episode. Jenny woke me up in a panic saying that someone was going to use the shower at our campgrounds, which we had not paid for. So, in a stupor and wearing my glasses, which is essential because I cannot see, I ran to the bathroom only to be confronted by the smelliest, stinkiest man. <laughs> I was unsure if his stench was from <laughs> his lower region 
<laughs> his armpit region, or if it was a curry <laughs> that he had eaten <laughs> earlier in the day. After much laughter and much crying, we shall resume our podcast. (laughs) So, the first part of the day after putting all of our things back into the camper, um, we were greeted by the man whom we owned some money. Chris and Jenny paid him dearly, and then we went along our way to a local coffee shop where we tasted all of the delights, including some cappuccinos. And a donut mm-hmm. that I don't remember what it was called. And Chris's first coffee. Baby's first coffee. Well, not my first coffee ever. Baby's second coffee. <laughs> my, Baby Chris. My first coffee of the trip, maybe. No. You've had more coffees. Well, this is a coffee coffee. Oh, a real life coffee. Not an espresso. Espresso. It was delicious. Uh, we have eaten... All of them in the whole country. All the cappuccinos. All of them, including the gas station ones and a sour one that we had once. We did. Which tasted like a lemon was in it. Sometimes we're afraid we won't find another coffee. We'll drink the lemon one anyway. Yeah, so we either drink the sour one or we'll continue to get them at every stop. Just in case. I'm sad that there weren't that many stops for cappuccinos this time. I mean, we found them. We did. But there was no gas station ones to be had. No, they were luxurious ones, which is, which is okay. I suppose it's better. But what else did we do today? So at, at coffee, you finished your postcards. Oh, I did. I wrote some postcards to some people. And And then what else happened? You drew uh, pictures of some people's scrunchies. Yes, there was some really awesome people. So in... Isofuter, there was a cruise boat that had just landed full of old people. That is my favorite dream come true. I have told all of you, all two of you, (laughs) in the past (laughs) that I love old people so much. Mm -hmm. And it was adorable. And they were holding hands and they were walking around. And some were scooting about in their scooters. And some were just enjoying a coffee at the same restaurant, and they were adorable and amazing, and they should all be my grandparents. But they were really cute. They were really cute. Um, Isofjordr in general is an amazing town. It is, I think, what we what did we figure out? Three thousand people total. Mm-hmm. So it's like big enough, but small enough, and so everything there is adorable. And we we spent a tiny bit of time there and walked through a couple bookstores and some shops and some things like that. And the crazy part was, while we were in a bookshop, we actually ran into some other people. Jenny was eavesdropping on some of these conversations. I was. I was I was looking at the, the best scarf I've ever seen, and I overheard someone say, we just got done with the artist residency, and I whipped around and told Lindsay. And so she went over and said hi. Uh, I guess they did one that specifically took place in the West Fjords. Which is interesting, because ours was all in the South. Um, their West Fjords one sounded pretty intense. Uh, it was a nine-day trekking situation where they were just moving from campground to campground, uh, just being active the whole way. You know, we we take daily adventures, but these guys were, I think, probably that giant pile of people that were um, 
across from our our crazy van at the campsite. Mm-hmm. So we said hi to those guys, and there are uh, two teachers um, from a college, I think in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and then a woman from England, and that was about it. We just said hi and, and then went our own ways, and I bought a CD, mm-hmm. and that was it. And so um, our, our stay in Isofira was pretty short, since we have to head back to Reykjavik, um, right, get on our way at least. And so we ended up leaving uh, the bookstore and then went to a unmarked red shack on the corner of town, which we have heard has a secret fish. We have heard the secret fish from Mira and Lee from the residency. And so we walked in and a lady ushered us to a table where she had to sit on one side of like a big wooden ancient looking table that had one plank on it that was headed towards disaster. And she said, all right, sit here. And then she ushered like another couple across from all three of us, which we didn't talk to the entire time. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we tried. They just were not having it. Well, Jenny tried and I didn't try. I said, Jenny, don't leave me. I don't want to talk to these people. (laughs) I tried to. They wouldn't talk. They weren't into it. That's fine. They probably just wanted to enjoy their delicious, delicious food because that was the best food I've ever had. Yeah, it was probably probably ever. What did you say, Chris? I said, yeah, it was really good. Oh, okay. I was really excited. So I was saying how good it was also. Yeah. But it was amazing. What did they have? You said they had cod cod cheeks. Cod cheeks. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a buffet, but they would just like, there was people cooking in the kitchen and they would just bring out these massive skillets filled with fish that they just caught. And they would always have like three different skillets out and it was, yeah, they just caught it and then they would bring it in, chop it up, cook it up. And bring it out. So it was always different. You never know what you're going to get. But when we were there, there was cod cheeks, which taste like cheeks of cod. Cheeks. The Cheeks. The, <laughs> the fleshy cheeks, which Cheekums. was really good. It tasted like, it kind of tasted like a fried chickeny kind of. It, it, the way they prepared it, it was kind you know, of like fried. You know, I thought it was, I for sure thought it was like a scallop when I was eating it. Was it was kind of squishy. It was kind of squishy. It was good, though. But yeah, in an awesome way. Yeah, no, it was very juicy. Um, and then there was a, um, some sort of... Um, catfish. It was a, yeah, ocean catfish, and it had some sort of kind of sauce or gravy on it, which was very savory and different than I expected it to be, cons- considering there was grapes in it. Oh, yeah, there was grapes in it. Yeah. Um, but that was really good. It was very powerful too. Whatever that sauce was, was strong. Delightful. And then the last big fish was a, I think it was a, they said it was a piece. I had never heard of it. Um, I don't know. And the woman even showed me a picture because I didn't recognize it. And she was like, here's what it looks like. Um, but it's a very flat fish. But those. Flat? Flat. Mm. Okay. Do you remember how flat it was? (laughs) Oh yeah, it was flat. I ate a flat piece. It was flat. Yeah, it was a flat fish. <laughs> My um, piece is And that flat. one was kind of the most traditional, just like cooked like fish. Seared, yeah, yeah, seared fish. So good. Um, all of them really good. They also had a fish stew that was amazing. It yep. was very, um, I think it was like a tomato-based curry type soup. So it kind of had a little bit of a kick to it, kind of. Um, but then besides that, they also had potato salad, um, 
like kind of these like cooked potatoes. Like they a pilaf had, type situation. Yeah, pilaf. They had salad. Salad. Um, lots of things. So I think we all took everything. Yes. Like just a little bit of everything. And then we all ate it and wished we could eat more. Yeah. And then Jenny went back for more. Did you go back for more? No, I couldn't because I, I, I was going to die. I got one more cheek. I wanted to go back so bad, and then I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't because I immediately was like, I'm going to barf because I ate so much. <laughs> and then Jenny really was going to barf because she ate I so was. much. I did. I just wanted one more little cheek. Oh, yeah, I didn't barf, but I wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to lay on my stomach. <laughs> yeah, Jenny's like, can we just go to the car and I'll lay on our stomachs and then <laughs> hopefully not barf. Push it back in. Oh, man. Well, I yeah, ate the perfect was, amount. It, it was really good. It was amazing, and it was only 30 bucks. It was about, yeah, 28 or 30 bucks or something. Which is insane, because I feel like walking into an unmarked restaurant and sitting down at a table without asking what you're eating and then just going for a buffet. Yeah, and we knew it was going to be really good, or we assumed it would. Yeah, but well, I thought maybe it's going to be like 70 bucks. Yeah, I thought maybe we were going to be paying 70 bucks. And I, if we did, I wouldn't have been like, I'm never going to pay it. I would be like, yeah, this was worth $70. It's really good. So, but yeah, you can, t- you can see how much we like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I recommend it. If you see an unmarked red It's right by shack, the pier. It is right by the pier. Yeah. It's right by the campground. And we were sitting next to these people who wouldn't talk to us, but I felt like we were just like devouring it. And I was like, I'm glad they don't want to talk because we were all just, I mean, it's like the first like real meal, meal, meal that we ate. Yeah, because we've been eating like rotting Mexicooster <laughs> for the last like six days. Yeah. I feel like that was a special treat. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we we did that. Um, we went, uh, bought a bunch of yarn at a local grocery store. Mm-hmm. And then we we're got rough. on the road. Yeah. So... I promptly fell asleep in the car after that and, and ended up being woken up by these guys as they pulled over to, to like an outlook that was over the fjord that we were just at. And we got out and there were a gaggle of like six people drinking beers and staring at us. And they I don't were know like why. French bros or something. They were. And they were not sitting at a picnic table. They were standing. They were standing on the, on seats. the seats. But for some reason, maybe to get a better view, because maybe. we were like a million feet up. And but maybe they, all they, they got a the view tallest. of us was us, because they just stared at us they the did. entire time. Maybe yeah. that was the. They point. should take a picture. Yeah, I told yeah, them to take, take a picture to last longer buttholes. And so <laughs> <laughs> we ended up leaving that place, and I and Jenny and I, of course, have been sitting in like the. Okay, let me. Let me describe this. Our van has like seats that fold down in the back that make like a like a semi uncomfortable bed. And then Jenny's tent like surfs on the top of the vehicle. <laughs> and so we have to de- like inflate it every day so she can climb in there and sleep in her tiny tent. But then the front has three seats side by side. And so what it really is is Chris has like a half of a human sized seat. And then Jenny and I have half of a fetus seat that we have to share. <laughs> it's true. And so there's a shifting gear box or whatever that thing is called. What's it called? Shift? It's a shifter for the yeah. transmission. Shifter yeah. is is between the half seat and the fetus seat. And so uh, Jenny and I have been like overlapping with our situation in the front 
for this whole time. Yes, and we've had like six maps and five water bottles and bags of snacks on top of us. Yeah, like 45 cookies, and then however this happens, we just are covered in garbage by the time we get out. (laughs) Every day. Every day. Like, how did this happen again? I'm not really sure, and you can't really move in there. I forgot where I was going with this, but... Oh, so we just looked at the lookout point. And oh, we yeah. And got back in the car. We got out. Okay, so that's what it was. We got back in the car and piled a bunch of crap on top of ourselves. And then we were looking out the side because Chris is always on the side with the fjords. So we're looking out and we're trying to find, like, life anywhere because Iceland has wildlife. But most mostly you just see birds everywhere. Um, and, and sheep. And sheep. And you're always wondering, like, when am I going to see an Arctic fox? When am I going to see a whale or a seal or something like that? And we were driving, 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 and all of a sudden, I saw out of the corner of my eye, like, some big, like, fat, brown blobs. And I was like, holy crap, it's a seal or two or three. And so Chris slammed on the brakes, and we parked the car, and we ran towards the sea. And sure enough... There was like a whole colony of seals hanging out on a bunch of gross seaweed, probably just like, I don't know, 50 meters off the, maybe even less, like off the shore, Mm -hmm. just like hanging out there and a tiny little baby one, like one of the little white baby ones. And so Chris has this great telephoto lens, so we busted it out and we got to sneak a peek at all of like the funny movements. They are so weird. They They look like bananas. Yeah, I mean, as, everybody knows what a seal looks like. As we got closer, this one seal swam towards us and got on top of a boulder and flipped around. He just kept doing, like, belly rolls. Yeah, because they can't move very gracefully when they're out of water. So he was just, like, flopping up and down like a fish on top of a boulder. And then Chris got just a little too close and he went away. But that's okay, because then we went further down the road. About and there one was, minute. There was way more, and we got really close to those. Yeah. And so it was really interesting. Right outside of a farm, um, there, there's just like a big rocky area. So it must be really shallow there. And it's all covered in these really smooth rocks where the tide has washed them down to this very like, you know, smooth, almost stepping stone like kind of thing. And so if you're careful, you can jump and skip across all these massive rocks, um, trying to miss all of the seaweed that goes and grows between them and all the tide pools and stuff. You can get pretty far out there. And so we were jumping from rock to rock to rock and trying to be really quiet and trying to get as close as we could to the seals. And it's so funny, you know, like the little ones, they, they aren't really on top of anything. They're just kind of nestled into a little, like like a little bassinet of seaweed. So they're kind of half hidden beneath the water. But then the big ones lay on top of the rocks, like big giant bananas just (laughs) hanging out up there. So Chris took a tiny video. Maybe one of these days he'll put it on the internet. You can see this goofy seal rub his hands together or do whatever he's doing. But they're really funny. I don't think they really enjoyed our company as much as we enjoyed their company. That one was staring you down. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking you right in the eye, Chris. Right in the lens. So it was was really exciting. We have been staring at the ocean for the last week, looking and hoping for seals. And so this is a really nice surprise. It really was. I I was really hoping that we'd see them. And we got back on the road after seeing some seals. We were totally excited. It was super awesome. And then 
I think we um, were driving for quite a while, and we came to a fork in the road where all of a sudden we had to go to the bathroom. And we were like, do we keep going, or should we turn off here and see if we can go to this town? And we were like, we should probably go to the town. So we took a right, and we headed to a tiny little town called Hay Dollar, which is pretty much just a restaurant and a couple guest houses and maybe a couple farms. And as we approached it, we were like, holy crap, this is the other best restaurant that's here. So two years ago, Francesca and Chris and I had just stumbled upon this little restaurant that was just called Restaurant. Um, and inside is just a, it's like a renovated barn that has a bunch of cute tables. And um, we went in this time, we parked, and Jenny and Chris and I went inside. And there was an African gray parrot. And mm -hmm. it was making all sorts of beeping noises, which was amazing, and saying all sorts of weird stuff. And we went in and we had cappuccinos and um, a bunch of other random food. But on the door, there was a sign that said, uh, a baby arctic fox lives here. And be careful, because he's very friendly, but he bites a little. And then they crossed out the a little part. <laughs> and so... After eating some food, we decided to go on a hunt to see if we could figure out where the baby fox was. So, I felt kind of like a creeper, because they said it lived around the, like, the summer houses over there, the guest houses. And so, Jenny and Chris and I creeped around outside the guest houses, <laughs> trying to look real hard for the baby fox, and we didn't find it. But I feel like that could have been our chance, you guys. It probably was our chance. It probably was our only chance. Like, how often do you get to see a baby fox that's really friendly? A baby arctic fox. Mm -hmm. But we saw where they were feeding him, and they had, like, a bucket of tomatoes down there for some reason. I'm not really sure why. But maybe foxes eat that. I'm not really sure. If they're like dogs, maybe they eat all sorts of weird stuff. Probably. Okay, so this worm bag that I'm in, you guys, is really comfortable on the lower half, but I feel like my neck is breaking off. Hold on while I sit up. So, um, we got back on the road, and since we're on our way back to Reykjavik, it, it's not really like we're doing a straight shot. We're still looking for fun stuff, and we're still looking for things to stop at and whatever. But in this drive, um, we took a turn right after leaving Haydollar, um, and we're like, oh, well, we'll just take this random road here it'll loop back up to the normal one and what it did was it turned into this crazy rocky horribly potholy like insane path up to the highlands where we wove in and out of all of these switchbacks until we got to the very top uh and we were wondering whether or not it was an actual road or if we had just somehow found our way to the top of this mountain but up there, uh, we drove for a while, and the interesting thing about being up on the high part of the fjords is that all of those waterfalls that you see, like all along the coast, are all fed by these big, huge lakes that just hang out up there. Like if they're lagoons or lakes or big puddles or whatever they are, it's all of this like melted snow that gathers, or sometimes it's glacial, you know, runoff. But uh, it's really interesting seeing it up there because it just, it looks like any other place that's got like flat, well it's not flat, but it looks like kind of brushy farmland, sort of, flattish. Yeah, a little bit more barren, but yeah. Yeah. But it it's was, just green land. It was crazy though because the, the road was 
chunky gravel and then the side of the road was bigger gravel but sometimes you would have a moment where you'd crest a hill and all of a sudden you couldn't tell where the road was anymore and where it sort of met the side of the road because it was just all chunky gravel. It's weird though because you would never think that you're a bazillion feet up up there because you mm-hmm. can't see the edge and you can't see the ocean. You're just stuck in the middle of it, you know, so you, you're you're not really sure exactly where you are. But anyway, we, we drove up there for a while and it took us a million hours to drive down this rocky road and finally we we came out of it where obviously this road has not been used for a very long time because the the brush had overtaken the very bottom part of the road and we were driving on two little tracks until we met back up at the paved road but um we ended up uh driving a little bit further and then what happened and then i think we went to a town and it was the town where the witchcraft museum is Yes. And I can't remember the name of the town now, but we went in to a store because you guys had to use the restroom and I had to use the gas pump. And it was overrun with teens. And this town seemed to exist only consisting of teens. I think we saw one of them. Spunky teens. Yeah. With hats that say things like, I love haters. (laughs) Who really loves a hater? This one girl at the. I can't remember <laughs> the name of the don't. town, but does she though? <laughs> um, she probably. But we were driving. Really we looked all around the restaurant or all around the convenience store slash restaurant slash gas station, and it was only teens. And then we drove through the town, and it was only teens. We thought we saw an adult, but it was a frumpy teen who was smoking. <laughs> Frumpy teen. Yeah. Well, so, we had to show Jenny the witchcraft museum, although it was totally closed. We had to yeah. point at it and then be like, Sweet. We thought maybe we would camp in that town, and then we decided that it was too creepy because there's only children yeah. everywhere. All I could think of was children in the corn, and then yeah. it was time to go. Mm, children in the like, corn. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot of teens in there. I didn't know there, there was, was a gas station that said turtle info inside and then we were like what is that about <laughs> so we ended up driving out of there and then getting back on the road and oh and as we left town we ended up going back up to the high like the highlands again I'm not even sure you can call it the highlands but pretty much not on the coast and we went up and up and up and up and up and all of a sudden we saw Chris's original dream house. Yep. It was a house that I found on our trip two years ago. And it's this um, it's a, it's brick made with out a grass s- roof, but it's like this... Not ancient- brick. It's like, it's like stones piled up. Yeah, sorry. It's cobbled stone and with a grass roof with kind of wood front. And uh, I had a photo of it that I really liked that I took last time, and it was covered in snow. Isn't it in the Iceland Residency Exhibition? It was, It probably yeah. is, yeah. And then, um, but this time it's not covered in snow, and I went up, and I took a peek around, and I took some more pictures of it, and uh, it's still pretty cool. It's really cool. Well, it's the only thing for, like, miles and miles. And there's no, like, path to it, so whatever it was or whatever it is, um, it was not meant to get to by car so you can't drive up to it or anything so I had to um, park on the side of a, the road and then um, run over a really super rocky field to get to it so maybe it had a path at one point and it's gone it, 
it, you could kind of see a path as you got within like six feet of the door, but otherwise nothing led up to it. And it was abandoned. It was empty on the inside. So, which is kind of which a is shame. not a surprise. I mean, if you look at the last photo I took of it, you can tell it's abandoned. But yeah, but I mean, you would hope there was something in there, like a treasure or like a there ghost. Was some wood on the floor, and then a giant hose for some reason. Well, that's anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Skeleton, Viking skeleton was in there. <laughs> that would have been a lot better. So <laughs> there's a hose on the floor. So I mean, maybe maybe the next time we come across like an abandoned house, maybe we shouldn't look on the inside because I feel like I feel like only disappointment will be in it's there. It's usually actually abandoned. Is that your yeah, disappointment? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, you would hope there was some like leftovers. <laughs> Are you gonna take them home with you? I mean, if, you know, like if it was like like something cool, like I don't know, swords and shields and yeah, well, yeah, for sure that. But I mean, like I don't know, even a piece of paper would be pretty good, you know like a good piece of paper not like a crusty one but i don't know i think that was a a a nice landmark because it it was weird because again we've been to the west fjords before but i think when you don't remember exactly how you got there and you see these places in a completely different season it is totally a different experience you know now it's bright and sunny and luxurious like the clouds had lifted and uh I don't know. It was pretty good. So, anyway, we ended up driving all the way down to wherever we are right now. And we have no idea where we are we right now. We have no idea where we are. We are in a super dark, quote unquote, campground. C- campground. We are the only people here. I don't know. We, I don't know if we are the only people here, you guys. Someone came. Somebody broke that pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody broke the, the water pipe. Somebody yes. did drive up and and then and they the looked at us and then they drove away. There was also a bathroom bag sitting on top of the trash can what? for a moment. So somebody's here. I'm the one who has to sleep outside here. <laughs> you have a tent on top of the roof. Don't worry, Jenny. If I hear anything, Just pull I will your ladder knock up. on the roof and say, Jenny, someone's coming. <laughs> will you? You get, have to jump through ready. this air hole. Oh my gosh. If yeah. somebody comes up there, I'm going to be terrified. I, I feel like we don't lock our car doors when we go to sleep either. I feel we like that don't. would be the smart thing to do if you're out out by yourself. I hear that Iceland is the safest country ever. Yeah, but the tourists aren't safe. Like the what? No, no, no. We're the safe. tourist people who come here could be the bad ones. They could be. I mean, you could. Yeah, I guess there you were could those rowdy like teens trying to break a piece off that airplane. Yeah, that was a long way away though. They would not want to break a piece off of Jenny, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I'd hope that. I feel like uh, I feel like we're safe here out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. But we, are, we really are in the middle of nowhere. I have a I have a it half said, of a bowl of, of oily potatoes that I could throw at them. Yeah. So as we entered the campground it said camping this way and then as we get closer I had a camp that was crossed out. It said no camping this way. And then we were like, What? And then we kept going and then there was more camping that was on scrawled on a piece of paper taped to the sign <laughs> and we said this looks legit let's go camp here and then we did so mm-hmm. i don't know we're right next to the bathrooms here which i feel like is a proper sign for for something Camping. maybe it's an abandoned campground yeah well the pipe is broken so i figure maybe th- maybe that's why so anyway we are in our final night we're gonna see if we've mastered the art of sleeping in this van or on top of this van um, we are down to ketchup, 
mustard, a couple tortillas, a bunch of chocolate somehow. I'm surprised it didn't go right away. Oh my gosh, there's so much chocolate. There's so much chocolate. I'm going to take that home. And then like four shreds of a potato that I cooked tonight. And and some really ancient cheese that yeah. is not well refrigerated. But Yeah. Well, I feel like we've done a good job of finishing the food that we had. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think we've done an okay job. But that'll be it. We'll see how it goes. Um, It'll be interesting uh, making our way back to Minneapolis. It's funny when you go on vacation, you know, like vacation is its its own set of challenges and its own, like, work. I mean, you... I mean, some people work on their vacations. Mm-hmm. We definitely do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to learn how to camp. And we had to, I mean, we did not proper camping, but we learned how to use the campgrounds. And mm-hmm. we learned how to try and be warm in a van. <laughs> That's a good feat. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I think transitioning is always interesting. I don't know how I'm going to feel yet when I get back. Uh, but I sure miss all my cats. Excited to see those cats. Gonna jump in the cat pile when I get home. So Chris will not be able to jump in the cat pile because I'll have I'll have it to myself. Oh yeah. He can jump in the dog pile. Oh yeah, that's right. We have a pile of dogs too. So and then Jenny, you you don't have a pile. I just have a single dog. <laughs> Which you will not jump on. No, I'll I'll cuddle though. Okay, alright. Yeah, she can jump on me. That's fine. That's yeah. just fine. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, uh, I feel like that might be the end of our journey. That was kind of an anti Unless if something climactic. super exciting happens. I hope between... nothing exciting happens tonight because that would suck. Because <laughs> the only thing that could happen is some weirdo knocks on Jenny's tent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that does not happen. We'll check back in so you know we didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That sounds good. Well, I'm going to be locking the doors tonight then. Okay. Sorry, Jenny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> your escape don't leave hatch. Uh, <laughs> you just have to pull a ladder up. Just yeah. don't you have so like some sort is, of bag of rocks? The people that went to the bathroom were in all black and they did not have a light. They just walked there in the dark and then they stood in the bathroom for a long time. The whole time that we were getting the car ready. So at least 45 minutes. No, I think they left and you just didn't see because they were all dressed in black. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a bunch of people dressed in black walking around. They the could just be staring in because I see something over there, but I can't tell if it's a reflection from our sweet camper van or not. I don't, I'm not wearing my headlamp anymore. Like, why, why aren't we all wearing okay. it? Okay. Anyway, so, thus ends <laughs> our sweet, sweet adventure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we will have more and we'll keep you posted with all the stuff that's happening at the gallery upon our return. So thanks for for listening to us on our travels through Iceland. Uh, and definitely, if you want to join us um, for the residency for 2016, we've got plenty of uh, information right on the front page of the website. And feel free to send us a note anytime. So hello at likerayartlab.com, and I'll, I'll send you some information. So see you soon. Thanks for listening all the way through the 2015 Iceland Diaries. It was a lot of fun. Thanks again to all the artists who came on the residency. Everyone was an absolute treat to to spend time with, and um, we were really appreciative of all the great people who we got to meet. 
I should remind everyone now that the 2016 Iceland residency applications are on the website and I believe they are for another week or two depending on when you listen to this. So if you're interested, go on over and take a look at all that information and, and fill out one of those. As always, you can email us any questions, comments, concerns, or uh, possible topics at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're at lightgrayartlab. You can like us on Facebook, stay up to date with all the upcoming exhibitions, game nights, workshops, anything we might have to post there. You can follow us on Tumblr, where lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store, stream it directly on Stitcher Radio. And speaking of events, we have a game night that's coming back on August 27th from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. So um, if you are one of the people who was wondering where game night went for about a month or so, it's back. And we'll be doing it that night, so I can't wait to see everyone there. Once again, final thank you for everyone who listened all the way through the Iceland Residency podcast series. And if you're curious about it, go to those blog and you can check out the Team Moss and Team Lycan 2015 hashtags on Twitter and Instagram that are a great way to see uh, kind of all the artists who participated. A whole bunch of them have been posting there. I have links to that on the show notes, so you can check that out there. Um, we'll have more information coming up in future um, posts on the blog and on the website, so keep an eye out there as well. And I think that's it. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.